I have never been in a position where I've wanted to hurt somebody else or wanted to do someone bad. I, I, I've never been that person, but yeah. yet I could so easily have went down a path which would have tangibly had the outcome of some of those things that I just said. So how is that? How why is that? Like why is it like a human being that has no intention to be a certain way could easily have been that way? I'm Neil Mags, and this is Bristol Unpacked, speaking to fascinating Bristolians on topics where others may fear to tread. Brought to you by the city's community-owned media, the Bristol Cable. In the wake of the tragic death in Lawrence Hill last week, this week we talked to Darren Alexander, a youth worker who runs and founded Aspiration Creation Elevation ACE a music mentoring organisation for youth in Bristol's disadvantaged communities. We talk about the young man we knew, discuss what's behind youth violence, tackling root and systemic causes, and whether, as Avon and Somerset Police have recently said, drill music is a real concern. We know each other from way back. The irony is, obviously, you now run a music community interest company called Ace. Is it Ace or Aces? Ace, A-C-E, Aspiration, Creation, Elevation. We're a youth organisation. And with a, a sort of primary focus on music, yeah? Right. Yeah, yeah. So music is the main vehicle that we use to mentor and guide young people. Um, but essentially, it's more about the creative expression aspect that music brings. And that's in like predominantly inner city Bristol. Yeah, so uh, essentially our kind of focus is kind of St. Paul's, Ashley and surrounding areas. And yeah, so we're set up to engage young people and support them to overcome barriers that are preventing them from reaching their potential. And the way that we do that is is, is threefold, essentially. So as you said, like the music and creative aspect but we also have a, a, a kind of strong emphasis on role model guidance, so like the mentoring aspect. And yeah. then the third part of it is around inspirational experiences. So taking young people outside of their comfort zone and broadening their horizons through trips and experiences. That sounds great. And, and the irony of ironies is I was your youth worker many years ago, so I used to do that with you, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Yeah, Neil, like, i got to give you some credit because, yeah, when I was a young person growing up in Barton Hill, you were um, a kind of sports-focused uh, youth worker, and I was very yeah. much into sports as a young person. And um, if I remember correctly, you like the sports development. Youth yeah, well, I was well, I was a youth worker before yeah. I knew you in in the area, uh, yeah. and then I moved into sort of sport event, doing more kind of sports stuff. But yeah, I, I always remember you because I mean, how tall are you now? <laughs> I'm six seven. You're six seven, and you were like you were about yeah. six foot six, six foot five, maybe, maybe a couple of inches shorter when you were about fourteen. Yeah, I was pretty tall. Yeah, like them times. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, I was, yeah. Um, I was up there, man. I was up there, but yeah, definitely, it was great to work with you back then because it was a transformative time. Um, you know, engaging in kind of youth activities and provisions in the area yeah. uh, with, with, with my friends, and um, I actually went to college following or kind of during that time to study sports and I wanted to become a sports development officer. Did you? Oh, really? Yeah, I, that's okay. what I was aiming to become. Can I, can I take credit that for that single-handedly then? Is that you just could definitely take a <laughs> big portion of that. No, honestly, I love sports yeah, and no, I no. feel like you were yeah. definitely a positive role model, but um, I have to give credit to somebody else as well because what oh, happened... Not like, not like to do that. 
it's 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 a journey. You see, and you was yeah. a big part of that yeah, that that phase. But then I went on to um get involved in music because a music project opened up in the area. I started to go there with some friends after after college and got into music. So then I was like, wow, you know what? Sorry, sports. I need to get into this music thing because it's, it's 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 a bit of a madness. Yeah. So, yeah. And now yeah. you're doing what you're passionate about, and you're doing it with young people. That's quite a journey, Darren. It is, man. It's fantastic, and I feel very blessed to be in this position. Yeah. Do, do, do you feel that you can, because of your sort of, I guess, more of a lived experience where you're able to support young people that were like yourself? That's exactly what it's about, Neil. And that's, you know, that I can only be myself and I can only kind of give what I can. And my journey and my experience is what is what is allowing me to do what I do today because of it. Mm. Essentially, um, you know, I, I've been, you know, well, I was a young person a long time ago in the inner city, um, you know, growing up, challenging circumstances, um, you know, negative lures left, right and centre. You felt that, did you? You felt that? At yeah. That age? yeah, 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 no, absolutely, absolutely. Like, reflecting on it now, you know, I'm privileged to be able to do that. Due to no fault of my own or, or, or my friends or, or, or family, mm. we were in a situation where it was the norm to go down certain paths and be yeah. a certain type of person and aspire to do certain types of things um, which really were not what we wanted or were aligned with our values, you know, as people. As you say, if it was normal to get caught up in antisocial behaviour or it was normal not to go to school, it was normal to get caught up in crime or low-level kind of crime. Um, so when there were young people that, you that I saw and witnessed that went in a slightly different direction or you could see the the seeds in their mind um that was quite a big thing then and I definitely would say that I think you were one of those young people that quite early could identify that you you, you had something about you. you 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 were looking you were you had a bit of, you were looking beyond to somewhere else did you feel that looking back yeah um you know because for me I can only speak for myself and I was never a person who wanted to do bad things. You know, I, my, my intention was never to do bad things. The thing was that what I was doing, I perceived as normal, but were actually quite um, disruptive or, or destructive yeah. and, um, you know, counterproductive to kind of what I wanted to achieve for my life. Uh, so I guess just in my core and, you know, deep down inside and through my values and through my upbringing, yeah. you know, I was always... I was always wanting to get the best out of myself and essentially progress and, and go on to achieve things. That's but, kind of what I mean. Yeah, kind of what yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there was, you know, a bit of madness around in that area mm. at that time and, and the things going on, but you kind of, you, you felt like you had a bit of a focus. You kind of, like you said, maybe that was a music, maybe that it was the music itself that you find your thing where sometimes it takes people a lot longer until they're an adult, but you, you, you know, you, you have found that and, and that I think leads quite nicely on to one of the reasons we've got you uh, on the on the show. Really, is because of your experience with with working with inner city young people and using music as a kind of vehicle and as a tool for for social change. Um, even the Somerset Police have recently drawn a link between violent crime and drill music. Uh, Chief Inspector Dan Forster, the area commander for South Gloucestershire, said, "We've got a particularly challenging situation." with young men aligning themselves with gang culture and carrying weapons and knives. Over the past six months, we saw an increase in teenage boys making drill videos that they were posting on YouTube. Uh, at this point, we do need to say 
there has been uh, there has been a, a really really sad incident. An eighteen year old lad who we both know, um, who we we can't name at the moment, died with a stab wound to the chest uh, in Lawrence Hill on the fourth Thursday, the fourteenth of October. Since the recording, we are now able to name the eighteen year old man who died in Lawrence Hill. Avon Somerset Police have formally identified him as Dante Davis of Bishopsworth, Bristol. So, you know, full condolences to, to the family and friends for that situation. You know, just our hearts are heavy and we just really just send our condolences to the family and friends at this time. And, and as we record this, there was a, at the Malcolm X Centre, there was a an event for the community to sort of talk about this issue and others, a kind of emergency meeting that was that was held, and I think there'll be some kind of response from that over 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 the coming days. But you responded to the the comment by even Somerset Police around this sense of drill music, kind of being somehow related directly to to crime, and you said that this doesn't address the root problem. These people have been increasingly marginalised over generations, economically, socially, and racially. They shouldn't be blamed for what we're seeing on the surface. I find it disappointing that we blame young people who are feeling lost and disenfranchised when really we should be looking at ourselves. Just expand on that a little bit for me, Darren. What do you kind of mean by that? I think, yeah, obviously I'm happy to expand on it, but I think it's, it's pretty clear. So, um, you know, I'm not surprised that the Avon and Somerset police took that stance. They are you know, they're firefighters, metaphorically. They they see what's happening on the, on the street and they see the stats and they see uh, what they see and they put, you know, one and one together. So I'm not surprised in that respect. I, I You know, obviously, if you see a young person making dual music or in a dual video and then you see them on the street carrying a knife or hanging around with people that are known to carry knives or have been arrested for similar or related offences, you're going to assume things. But I don't feel like that's the correct way to perceive things. I feel like it's, 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 it's very surface level. I think that the issue is that these young people are born into families and households and communities which which are difficult and which are challenging and which... Um, inflict adverse childhood experiences and ripple through time. And as they grow up, we see the result of that. And those initial challenges are caused by society and systemic issues that have gone on for a long, long, long time before what we're seeing right now. So is it an easy scapegoat then, sort of looking at the symptoms, not the kind of cause? Just going to give you some stats. Mm, so yeah. across the UK from 2018, 2019, there were 44,771 offences involving knives or sharp implements, which is a rise of 7%. That's from the Office of National Statistics. And police have targeted drill music. Uh, they've asked people to remove YouTube videos and seen a statistical increase in young people um, posting videos. And those videos have been used in several high-profile cases as evidence. I mean, it's the obvious thing. There's going to be some people listening to this that don't even know what drill music is. So it emerged in 2012. What's the fundamental difference between drill music, garage and hip-hop for, for the uninitiated, Darren, that people don't know? Um, musically, it's, it's, it's very different. It, it, you know, essentially, it, it uses different rhythm patterns, different bass lines, um, and, and different kind of melodies. 
Uh, I don't want to get too technical in the music side. I guess you're talking about more uh, in terms of content and, and lyrical. Um, I, I don't. Is it I, don't more, I guess my point. Yeah, my question more is yeah. that a lot of people when I when I was growing up, people would say the same thing about Public Enemy or NWA mm, and this sort mm. of you know this outcry that. Uh, and we've heard the phrase guns don't kill people rappers do by Goldie Look and Chain almost sort of uh, commenting on the absurdity that the media blames a music genre for this kind of stuff happening. Is that the same with drill or is there a bit more to it than that? Because the origins of it were YouTube and were about calling out postcode rivalry, weren't they? So is it slightly different or not? To be honest, Neil, in my opinion... I don't feel that drill music yeah. is the cause of these problems. Yeah. There's no doubt there's a link. There's no doubt that there's young people talking about incidences and talking about violence and talking about all sorts of things in their lyrics on drill music. Yeah. But is that then what's perpetuating them to then go and do things in real life. I don't feel, I don't, I don't believe it is. And so you do accept that that does happen. There is a sort of thing that the, 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 the origins were around, I don't know, I'm, you know, a certain postcode or a certain gang. What I'll say is that yeah. when I was young, there was grime music and grime music was also something which the police picked up on to say X, Y, and Z. But, you can't just keep blaming these different genres of music. The reason why these things are happening in our society is not down to music because I believe if the music wasn't there, then these would things still would still be happening. happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I strongly do believe that because it's not about the music. It's about how the young people are feeling yeah. and how believe they have to position themselves in society for their own safety and their own well-being and yeah. their own sense of purpose. That is what they are doing. It's not about music. It's about yeah. them as people and who they are in society. And there's always been hysteria. I mean, if you go with music stuff, you go back to, to Elvis, you go back to the mods and the rockers, you go back to punk, you go back to the early origins of, of you know, gangster hip hop, you know, being called that probably didn't kind of help. But a lot of it, a lot of the time hmm. is, you know, and, and the violence associated with sort of punk music and stuff. A lot of that, a lot of the time is sort of theatre, I guess the key question is, is this theatre or is this stuff actually happening? So the policy exchange report in London uh, and a report in 2018 linked one in three homicides to drill music. Is I mean, if that is a true statistic, what you're saying is that there's no denying that there is a connection to, you know, lyrics in the music or young people that might be caught up in this stuff are involved in drill music. But if you remove the music itself, the act is still going to happen. Yes, because, listen, I'm not trying to discredit anyone's opinions. I just have my own opinions. And what I'm trying to say is you can link these incidences to fashionable clothes. You can link it to many different things, different gadgets, you know. And drill music is is a trend, you know, just like many other things that young people engage in. And it's easy to pick on that because... It's, it is a bit of a scapegoat. It's easy to highlight that and say, look, this yeah. is what's causing X, Y, and Z. And I'm not denying that drill music is, it, it, it can be quite provocative for mm. sure. But I'll go back to my point. Like there's young people that are involved in situations who don't make drill and are not involved in music. 
many. And you know you that, know, you know that from yeah, first hand. I know, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I know that there's yeah. many young people who are involved in drill and that are in no way involved in any violence. Or sure. Do you the think roads. the lyrics, are th- do you think uh, violent language um, and the kind of the references in lyrics have any impact upon behaviour of young people? Well, I don't want to be a politician here, but what, what I will say is that there's many different forms of communication. Drill music is one of them. So back in my day, if someone didn't like somebody else, even if I didn't know the two people, I'd know the things that were being said between them. I, I, I would just, it would just spread. So yeah. nowadays we have many different forms of communication, very quick, very snappy. So mm-hmm. if a young person today didn't like somebody else, and drill music didn't exist, it would spread the same way. There's so many ways in which that information can spread without drill music. So, Do you think people outside the culture as well, and I say culture, I mean kind of uh, hip-hop, um, rap, drill, grime, whatever you want to call it, that don't really understand that there's always been a kind of dissing, rap battles, and it's kind of really just a sort of rap battle with, with I don't know, with spikes in, really, isn't it, in many ways? Yeah, it's easy to see this from an outside point of view and think, you know, wow, like this is this this is so this is so aggressive. Like look at wrestling. It's you know, when I was a kid, I thought wrestling was real. I thought these guys actually hated each other and was trying to, you know, really do each other damage, but no, it's yeah. a show. You know, you're performing, you're 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 a celebrity in your field, do you know what I mean? And yeah. with music, like I said, I know a lot of you people that, that make drill that are not involved in the roads in any way, shape or form. But they are celebrated drill artists, so but they would say that in their lyrics, and they would kind of act tough and cool. Yeah, like, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yes, we we have to have a conversation with them. We, it's a part of our of our ethos. It's a part of our fabric to have those conversations with young people on both sides of that. On the, the young people that make drill that are involved in certain things, and young people that are not, we have that conversation to say like, why? How do you feel like when you're making this music, and how that how does it have an impact on you outside of the studio, etc. And we have that trust with young people where we can really try and help them to understand the wider context and the implications of certain things and how to best keep themselves safe and position themselves as musicians because essentially that's what they are when they come into our space. They are young people, but they're also young people who have a passion for music and get a lot of self-expression and a lot of personal value from doing music. Yeah. So it's getting the cart before the horse then, because we cannot we cannot deny where I mean it happened in 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 my era with kind of hip hop the obviously the Biggie Tupac thing and stuff and got drawn into the East Coast West Coast stuff which was was theatre and was entertainment but did actually end up with two of the finest hip hop artists dying being killed and this is something that is also having a little bit. Uh, well, more than a little bit with some of the kind of the drill artists, uh, uh, which have kind of been labelled by the media, sort of postcode killings. There's been lots of examples in kind of London and the YouTube videos that kind of follow that. It, it, it seems to me as if the police are kind of indicating that the actual videos themselves are creating this stuff rather than YouTube being the communication tool for the stuff that's already happening. Yeah, yeah, I don't agree. With, I don't, I don't agree with that 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 perspective because yes, I completely understand that the police are seeing rising numbers and rising this and rising that. But you have to look at society and the trends that also follow that same pattern in tandem. There are mm. many things which are 
really decreasing and digressing in yeah. society. And we see it on the ground. We see it very, very profoundly on the ground that things are not where they should be and that, you know, there's many fundamental factors in our society that are not correct and are, you know, becoming perpetually more stressed. Look at it, some, and we'll, and we'll want to talk to you about that, what some of those mm. deeper root issues mm. are. But I just want to leave on this one in the context of, of kind of lyrics and the argument, I guess, which which you're putting forward and, and many others would, is essentially UK drill and, and rap is an art form. And it's, it uses imagery and it uses violent language. Uh, there's a video recently up in the field with Broadway by an artist called Gypsy, which kind of shows chopping people up and all this kind of stuff, which which is kind of within that, within the video, um, with loads of young people kind of around. What I'm gonna do next? Honey trap, don't follow that text. Come when you reach there, you ain't getting no sex. Yeah, man, jump out and I'm stabbing up next. No vest and I'm stabbing up chest. And your innocent friends ain't getting no less. I'm my brick phone and I'm sending one text. And the more gets locked, leave everyone vexed. That's better, man, praying on Snap 880C, bro, loud the chat. It's also not as if other musical forms don't have violent language and imagery either. So um, a good example, Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones basically sang, I'll stick my knife right down your throat, baby. But right. it doesn't mean, but it doesn't mean much, yeah. you know, and, and and people aren't linking that to gang activity, are they? No, 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 definitely. Man. You know, it's, 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 it's very sad. And, and the way that I see it, just touching on, the, on, on like you said, like the, the cart before the horse and whatnot, like, yeah, you know, we, we can look at this as, as obviously as a, as a major issue for society um but also when we look at wider things like the environment and whatnot you know one example or one kind of metaphor i would look look at is when it when it comes to you know disastrous wildfires that with that, that we've seen you know yeah. you know which is caused by excessive heat you know we don't blame the sun for that we don't say to the you know we don't we're not looking to the sun and saying why are you doing this to us and similarly with you know with, with with floods, with with some major flooding that we've had, yeah. you know, we don't we don't you know the, the rain falls, but we don't blame the clouds and say, clouds, why are you doing this to our planet? It's us. We're we're doing this to ourselves. Do you know what I'm saying? So I know I know I'm I'm, I'm not going to say like I know it all, but I have been given insight as to why one of the major conflicts that we currently see in Bristol today, how it started. Yeah, I've I've been given insight into that by the young people that are involved and. Hardly anyone knows the story. Hardly anyone knows the story, but it's caused a massive, massive ripple in what we're seeing today. Anyway, so it was a simple thing that happened face to face in a park in Bristol, and one young person got one over the other. That's what happened. Yeah, one young person was from one part of Bristol, and one young person was from another part of Bristol. Yeah, yeah? and this, this 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 type of incident that happened happens all the time. And it happened when I was young. I'm sure it happened when you were young. Yeah. It's one of those situations where a young person gets a one up on another young person. Mm-hmm. That young person who was who came out on the underside of that altercation went back to his area and informed his people, etc. And then it started a tit for tat. Do you get what I'm saying? Are Nothing you talking, to do with drill music. Talking, yeah, Nothing to do with drill music. Definitely, right, yeah. Nothing to do with drill music. Okay? And this is in inner city Bristol. This is inner city yep. Bristol, so yep. this is this is this is directly linked to what we're seeing today, like yep. massively. This is the very origins, as yep. far as I can tell, and this is from the horse's mouth. And the really interesting thing is where there is a, there, and, and, and you know the data, there is a statistical um, high percentage of 
young BME black mm. kids involved in drill music or involved in this stuff. What what you're talking about there, I do a bit of work over No No West and Hartcliffe do exactly the same thing. Right. They send for each other. There's beef between both the areas. It's predominantly a white area. They do YouTube videos at each other, their own drill kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's white kids over there. So this is something that whilst it often gets labelled as an inner city black issue, is is bigger than that. This is about young people. And this is about territory. It's about young people feeling scared. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and in the areas that you that you named, what do they have in common? They're both deprived economically deprived social there deprived areas. There you go. You know, so there's definitely yeah. major links um that we can't overlook. Just gonna jump in and stop the chat for a second. You've probably heard this shtick a few times before, so I'm gonna keep it short, but it is important. If you're appreciating this podcast and the cables work that gets right beneath the headlines in the city, then chip in some money every month and join almost now 2,800 others in the city and support this media outlet that is making real change in the city and is bred and is broadcast to thousands upon thousands of Bristolians. Back to the chat. If we re- if we remove drill music now as the as the cause, which it sounds like we're probably both in agreement with each other, let's look at what those conditions are as to why young people are increasingly involved in in knife crime at the moment. What what is happening, and the evidence does indicate that it's increasing. Some people will talk about family issues. Some people will talk about cultural issues. Other people will talk about social issues. Let's just talk about some of the, the actual stats that we do know in this country since uh between 2012 and 2016 603 youth clubs were shut between 2016 and 2019 160 were shut that's a total of 763 in practically in 10 years a cut of 660 million pounds under the, this government and in bristol itself 20 youth centers have closed it just it, that just represents the the wider lack of investment, you know. That's that's just youth centres, but along with youth centres, there's many other things that go alongside that that would that would have been taken away. I mean, you could have added sport clubs, yeah, boxing clubs. You could yeah. add, you know, music venues. I mean, this is this is across yeah. the piece. This whole sense yeah. of austerity measures, yeah. of you know, uh, of working class areas, you know, areas of deprivation, or however you want to define it, kind of almost having to pay for the banking crisis. Yeah, exactly that. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's putting, you know, profits before people, you know, that saying. But yeah, so to answer your question, the way that we look at it, and I feel like the way that you should look at it is, mm. you know, children and young people, they are, they are they're, they're, they're growing, they're learning, they're growing, they need to be kept safe, they need to be guided. What I will say from my own experience as a young person and as leading a youth organisation in the city is yeah. that provisions that support young people are so integral to that journey. Those provisions and those people who support young people are the ones that open doors, that open mindsets, that challenge, that break barriers, that broaden horizons, that push comfort zones in many different aspects. So you have a young person, they have their, their, they have their family life, of course, most important. They have their peers, they have the outer community, they have their school, they have their, 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 their sports club, they have all these different elements in their life. But I'm telling you now, a major crucial crux in that picture is voluntarily engaged in by young people. 
And we're, t- we're often talking about young people that don't always necessarily feel comfortable or get the best out of school either. Exactly. 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 What, that. I think it's, an, it's always been slightly underestimated in its impact. Um, yeah. And the irony being that all these cuts were to save money, but probably they've come back not just socially, but economically to, to, to cost us a lot more in the long run. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. What yeah. about, what about, you know, a right winger would be listening to this or someone of, of more of that persuasion and say, we're blaming society on, uh, you know, lack of, uh, cohesive family units and what about parents what you know we can't keep blaming governments and and societies when the families and parents are, are, are key to all this what would you say when someone says that i say you can't ignore history you can't ignore history and what's taken place before where we are today and there have been many generations you know you know i don't want to get into the whole you know centuries of 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 major yeah. global <laughs> global um, atrocities that I've taken place. But essentially, what we're seeing today is, on the surface, the result of systematic inequalities and prejudices and lack of opportunities, which, which you, can't, you can't ignore. You cannot just, you cannot just, you cannot just judge someone mm. based on what you see in front of you today you have to look at the context and the reasons why this person is where they are and I can speak from experience where I grew up in a single parent family in what would be termed as a disadvantaged area of Bristol and I first-hand experienced what that means and what that looks like like I have never been in a position where I've wanted to hurt somebody else or wanted to do someone bad. I, I, I've never been that person, but yeah. yet I could so easily have went down a path which would have tangibly had the outcome of some of those things that I just said. So how is that? How, why is that? Like, why is it like a human being that has no intention to be a certain way could easily have been that way? Do you see uh, the breakdown of the nuclear family as and that's white and black being responsible or being directly related to, because it's something that's banded about a bit, particularly around uh, absent fathers and around role models for young lads. And that some people draw a connection and say, that's why there's more uh, of a propensity to be involved in gangs. Cause you're kind of replacing that source and you're having a kind of male energy. Do you buy into that? Or do you think that's just lazy analysis? <sighs> to be honest, like I I've seen it from all sides in it. I've seen young people with both parents in the household growing up in, you know, areas of Bristol, you know, where it isn't on the doorstep, but yet they still get drawn into these aspects. And there are certain, there are certain key factors which are often common denominators. So you can look at economic, um, social and racial. Those are the ones where if you, if you're, if you're, kind of disadvantaged in, in, in all three or you're coming from a certain standpoint in all three of those areas, yeah. then it's very difficult for you. But even if even even if one area you are somewhat on the back foot, you can also be drawn into this situation. So it's not as easy as just saying, oh yeah, you know, this this one particular thing is the reason why. The way that I see it is that we today have young people who are born into a world where due to no fault of their own they could be 
discriminated against because of their race. They could be under significant challenges because of their economic status mm-hmm. and their social standing. So the way that the way that I see it, essentially, you cannot simply just say it's because of absent fathers or, or yeah. because this, this or that, because there's also reasons why those fathers are absent and there's also reasons why the young person is, you know, carrying a knife or being expelled from school or where they're, they're, they're engaging in graffiti or, or, you know, you know, there's all these different things that, that people try and blame young people for. And there's also extended families and extended communities. And there are, you know, clearly, you know, I've got friends who their parents, you know, shouldn't have stayed together. And yes. actually got a better relationship with both of them because they're not together. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I want to throw something out there to see whether mm. you think this is true. If we're talking about violence itself, mm. and it is, it is usually boys, not girls, you know, all the other, you know, it's usually boys, it's usually boys of a certain age around, um, around the use of violence. Is it any different now than it ever has been? Has there ever been a time in history when you know, I always remember my sort of dad's generation. So, oh, you know, it's terrible these days. And I'm like, you know, there were it was there was two world wars. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, is 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 this? Do we need just need to accept that human beings are by definition violent? No, I, 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 I believe yes, of course. But, you know, by nature, the, we all have t- tendencies and 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 you know, violence within us. But I don't see that as you know, just as, okay, yeah, you know, it's acceptable because violence is something which um, is a part of, of human nature. I, 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 I okay. don't, I don't, I don't feel like that is a way okay. to. So if we don't, th- okay. Okay. So if we don't, if we no. don't think that, and we think, yeah. that, you know, there is a, we have that in us, but there's also a, a good side to be nurtured and developed as well. Say like we've got the, you know, the angel and the devil on our shoulders, so to speak. But if you look around at, capitalism or you look around across mm. the world you look at different nations and countries and you look at kind of history and people are in a moral panic about drill music when we live in a violent world you know there's arm cells we sell we sell arms and guns in this country to other regimes no absolutely i think you know there's there's a military sector in bristol so there's a a high level of hypocrisy here a bit. And and what sort of message does this send to young kids? You haven't got a lot. They just think, well, this is the way of the world. Yeah, no, I know. What what I will say, what I do agree with with that point is that it's about perspective and it's out of balance. So the the emphasis that we're putting on the violence that we're seeing on our streets of young people is not really being in the right frame or context as the wider level of violence in the world and that history has presented. I agree with that. However, yeah. I don't feel like we should accept that what's happening on our streets is just because humans are inherently violent. I, I don't, I do not feel that's true. I feel like people are too easy to overlook that fact. And I feel like some of the narratives from the outsiders are, are based on that fact of, well, you know, this is inhumane, but actually it's not inhumane. And I get your point from that point of view is, is people are not looking at the full picture when they judge these situations. Yeah. I do, I, that, that is granted. It, it's often the, it's the symptoms, not the cause. Yes. I just wonder whether we hear this phrase, sort of toxic masculinity now, don't we? I just wonder whether... <sighs> If we accept there is a, a violent nature to everybody, particularly to young boys, how we harness that and how we channel that 
and how some of those more softer, sensitive, empathetic values, which aren't always reflected, as I just said, in the wider world in which we all live, but how can we start to to implement some of those um they, yeah, those kind of softer side of our natures. But it's really, really hard to break through that kind of macho shell in some young people sometimes. You know, that that guard that they build around themselves because of the, you know, they come from a tough, tough place. And if they drop that, if they drop that guard, then they're vulnerable. Then they're weak. And then you know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a tricky, tricky situation to balance. Yeah, and it's 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 more it's more than just that one individual, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's the wider context and the wider influence that shaped these decisions. So if a young person was to be open to looking at themselves in a different way and to conducting themselves in a different way, the first thought or the first thing that would be of importance is how is that going to affect my standing in society? How, how that's the kind of, that's the way that we are now as, as in, in the modern society. You talk about capitalism and the way that times have moved, we're very much people who see ourselves in the context of others you know what i mean and that's exactly what is happening on the, the streets and on the roads with young people it's about how you see yourself in context to others and when you what do you mean by that is, what, what you mean, mean by that is that you feel that you haven't got much you don't you haven't got self-worth you're looking at other people with more more stuff more money more aspirations so is that what you mean i i i mean it from a fundamental level of who how I feel about myself yeah. is directly linked to how others perceive me. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. So, and that's not just young people. That's adults. That's that's all walks of life. We, you know, we're yeah. very much of that way of thinking. Um, and so you're talking is, about doing inner inner work. Kind yeah, of on it's, yourself. it's about yeah. yourself. It's yeah. about it's about having value for oneself and understanding. I think that's um, a really valid point. That's a really valid point because. Clearly, there are a lot of things that need to change in the world. There's a lot of things that need to change in society. Because it is the small steps. It is the small changes. Nothing changes overnight. And that's exactly what it's about for us and many other youth organisations. It is, or Sometimes it is about getting someone out of a very difficult situation in the immediate. But mm. more long-term and sustainable change is about planting those seeds and seeing that transition over a longer period of time. And that is another way which society needs to change but i feel like that the seed the the, the initial the, the the initial marker which can flourish to real change is about is about the the understanding and the accountability of what's taking place before now that's the bit that's missing for me is we we have many conversations about okay well let's you know the, the, the things that are kind of the, the intermediary things like let's get more representation let's have more investment let's let's try and have policies that are around systemic change but actually those things are quite materialistic if we don't actually accept why we're doing these things why are we doing these things why why is change needed why is equality so important for us all collective trauma a collective yeah. frustration, yeah. I do. I feel like I feel like there's in my mind there's no doubt that the echoes of the past ring today. And essentially, we've touched on a point that yeah, it's not just black um, um, communities that 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 suffer a, a lot of um, challenging circumstances. It's also white. But look at the 
proportionate differences. Look at the percentages of the populations which are in those situations. I'm not dis- discrediting what happens in lower class, lower sure. income, white yeah. communities. But what I'm saying is the proportion yeah. of black people, of people of the black diaspora, BME yeah. people that face significant challenges is 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 profound. And yeah. yes, no, I, I'm 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 happy to 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 agree with the words that you used around reparations and around history mm-hmm. in terms of um the 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 the, the, the difficult situations and, and the, the horrific um treatment of of people of the black diaspora over time which has led us here today and I feel like I, in no way am I saying people need to apologize. Like that's not what I'm saying. Well, maybe they all, do. You know maybe I mean? they do. No, but in my opinion, they don't. They, okay. the apology yeah. is not what's needed. It's the acceptance of what's happened. It's the acceptance and the accountability to say this happened and this. Yeah, has no, and let, where and let we me, are today. And, yeah, and let me play devil's advocate yeah. a bit because the response yeah. to that from a lot of people would be, mm. "Oh, you know, this is like you know, four hundred years ago. It's like, were you going to take any personal responsibility? They're just a constant excuses that you do hear that. You know, even after the Colson statue came down, there'd be like hundreds and hundreds of comments mm. from you know, obviously predominantly white Bristolians, well, all white Bristolians, that, that that people do still think that they they don't they think it's an excuse for certain types of or justification for certain types of behavior or certain types of criminality that goes on um okay well, I'm so about, what, so what, can what, i can i say something on that yeah yeah go for it um, yeah. in <laughs> people can only speak from what they know and i'm not here to try and blit, like you know jump down people's throats and and, and yeah. attack people but what sure. i will say is if you ask why so if you see a young person and you know they carry a knife you ask them why there's a reason for that and then you ask them why that's happening there's a reason there's a reason family life parents grandparents you know, wind rush, whatever, going back, back, back. You'll see that chain of events. I could ask someone that has a nice, lovely house in Clifton, and I can say, how did you get that house? And then there will be a sequence of events that could even, that could, like you look at Colston, that could even go far as back as slavery as to widen up. I'm not trying to say that yeah. every successful person has a link to slavery. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. What I'm saying is whether it's slavery or whether it's, sugar or whether it's in coffee or whether it's mm. in housing and building and whatever architecture somewhere down that line there's a reason which is foreseen where we are today so you you cannot just look at there's someone an economic, today and say, there's an economic and social ripple effect that sets the current conditions exactly. now that started in um you know the, the, at certain moments in in kind of history people are probably looking for simplistic kind of answers to, to mm. some of these issues and really i guess drill music if we could sort of go back to that is is a is a art form and an expression of where somebody is living without being too political not only are certain systems perpetuated an unfair world when those young people come out and express themselves in an art form they then tell them that they're wrong and they shouldn't do it yeah so the solution darren uh, is not banning drill we uh, no? no 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 in my opinion no the solution is not buying drill because drill is an art form and that can be channeled in many different ways yeah. tougher policing what about tougher policing on youtube could youtube step in a bit for the more irresponsible uh, or what they would see as irresponsible lyrics should, should they be um censoring some of these videos in your opinion in my in my opinion to be honest, it it, it 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 really depends because the way that I see it, 
it can be given a go. Like trial it, see how see how that goes. If that if that if that somehow because the way that I see it, Neil, is is when it comes to the communication aspect and the calling people out and yeah. the provoking that links to direct conflict. Yes, like that that's a different thing. But to have dual music as a blanket, that's a problem. That's where the issue. You don't is think if it, was, if it was even police, it would make any difference to the actual conflict itself. It would just would it would just continue, but it wouldn't take place on on YouTube. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, is there any real it. difference than? I mean, even my I've gone into my like you know my middle son's bedroom, you know, and I'm pretty like laid back with stuff, and it's like, what are you playing on your Xbox? Mm. I mean, you look at like gaming and. It's pretty violent, some of it, isn't it? And you look at movies that we all watch. We're subject to it all around. So true. And yet people don't call so much for that to be banned, but they do call for drill music to be banned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there now, and, I, and it's, a, it's a tough question. Is this because it's predominantly a black art form that is being scapegoated, in your opinion? I do. I definitely there's some connotations to, to, to race um, in this conversation. I feel like, again, it's an easy... A way of, um, you know, of simplifying the problem um, and the deeper issues. So, yeah, I feel like, you know... Let's blame young, young people, black kids. Let's yeah, blame young, young black people. kids for society's issues because they're singing about uh, and they're rapping about problems. That's Yeah, to put it in a yeah. very kind of flippant way, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I see you. I, there's, there, I think there's truth, underlying truth in what you're saying there. Consciously or subconsciously, I believe there is. Yeah, okay. Um What's the solution? This is just because I want to end on a positive note, really. Um, mm, and, and we yeah. want to start to see changes uh, taking place in the city. I know, you know, like yourself, mm. um, there are some amazing uh, youth workers and amazing organisations and institutions that are that people don't always see that go about quietly under the radar, helping young people and communities across the city. And I think we're all on the same kind of page um, but there is a problem at the moment, isn't it? There is a there is an issue. Um, what what for you is the solution? I know it's complicated, and it's you know it's many levels to that. Are there some real key things that we can do in the in the present moment to try and get on top of some of these issues, particularly around the postcode stuff? And I say that across the whole of the city, as much to Knoll West and Hartcliffe uh, as as to Eastern and St Pauls. Like that's such a big question, but I'm happy to Go to it. give my take one. on it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a very big one, and I am a solutions focused person. So it, it works in three different tiers. If you're looking at the surface, I feel like there has to be more investment in communities that have less, um, and essentially more support for community members, families. Um, I feel like this, the, I know I don't want to put it always down to economics, but it is a real fundamental aspect of the difficulties that people face day to day. And more investment in these communities will have a significant, significant impact. On another tier, we have to look at how systems and institutes are shaped. You're looking at schools, you're looking at representation, you're looking at systemic racism in our public institutions. We have to address those as well, which I know the conversation is there. BLM done a lot for, for raising those conversations, but we have to really push that agenda because it's, 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 there's, it's layers, there's layers to this. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. yes, if we, if we have a young person who feels supported at home and in their community, but yet when they go outside of that, they're being targeted and they're being discriminated against and they're being judged and they're meant to feel like they don't belong. You're back to square one. Do you know what I mean? 
The third level to that is about looking at ourselves in the context of history and understanding the root issues and the root causes as to why we are here today in this situation and taking accountability and ultimately responsibility as a society today for what has occurred in the past. Because it's hard to ask, um, well, maybe it isn't, I don't know, but it's hard to ask a young person to take responsibility if we don't take responsibility as a society because that's often Absolutely. the counter argument isn't it well hang on a minute the guy the guy that's pushed the knife in someone you know what about you know he made the decision to do that i think you're right in the fact in the way of saying like we cannot solely blaming people we should really be looking at ourselves collectively as a society first and foremost um but at the same time nurturing people and helping them to understand that they do have power and they do have a say in what happens in their life. Even if they feel like they don't, it's it's our job, it's my job yeah. to make sure that they believe. Like you said earlier about we will be both said about sowing seeds. Yeah. So, but so, it is yeah. it is it is firefighting and that's sometimes what we have to do. But yeah. to be clear, that is firefighting. And for me, I've seen many young people yeah. go from a standpoint of being really vulnerable and on a on a basically a trajectory towards a very bad place and turn themselves around. Yes, that is fantastic. Yes, that is amazing. But in the first place, should they have really been in that situation? I don't believe so. Thank you, Darren. It's been um really good talking to you. I um appreciate your time. And um yeah, just uh, for, for me it's just nice talking to you because I remember you as a young person and just to say I'm you know really proud of who you are and what you do today and the the impact that you're making in the city and uh, all power to you, man. No, it's been, it's been a pleasure, man. And uh, likewise, I really appreciate talking to you and thank you for everything that you've done for me in the past and keep up the good work. Yeah. Checks in the post. We, we scripted, <laughs> we scripted this bit before, didn't we? At the beginning, if you could just quickly just say, I was the best youth worker that ever worked with you. Just quickly say that. Nice. We'll, we'll put that bit in. Listen, I'm a man of truth. <laughs> and what I will say is that you were significant in my, in my yeah, journey. I really miss it. So man, mate, thank you, Darren. Nice uh, all the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. The family of Dante Davis have put together a heartfelt tribute to him, which we thought we should read. Dante was strong, loving, caring, charming, and a thoughtful son, brother, nephew, and a friend to all. A young man of justice, always loved to do right for others, and loved football, music, and online gaming with his siblings and friends. Dante was a ray of light with a distinctive cheeky smile that would shine through any room he entered. He was a family-orientated person who was playful and loved spending time with his younger siblings. His heart was pure and his intentions were true, never half-hearted, and we as a family are deeply saddened by this tragic loss. Condolences to his family and his loved ones. Rest in peace, Dante. Many thanks to Darren Alexander for joining us on this week's episode of Bristol Unpacked, and we'll be back next week with a brand new guest and a fantastic new topic. Thanks for listening to Bristol Unpacked. I'm Neil Mags. 
And a big thanks to Rosa Eaton, our audio producer, Adam Cantwell Corn, our executive producer, and Blue Dot for our music. And the clip you heard is from local Bristol drill artist Gypsy and his track, Who's That? And if you do want to become a member of The Cable and join 2,600 Bristolian members all across the city, chipping in every month, then please go to the website to find out more.